Welcome to the Think Like a Musician podcast. This show will teach you the time management skills you need to be joyful, productive, and fulfilled in all areas of life. You're going to learn a completely unique and innovative approach to managing your crazy, busy life. I'm a lifelong musician, so you're going to hear a musician's creative and intuitive system for time management and work-life balance. We'll discuss time management, work-life balance, goal-setting, inspiration, creativity, peak performance, and living your purpose. I want to help you live your life like it's a masterpiece. I'm a life coach, professional speaker, productivity expert, and your host, Scott Snow. Well, welcome to episode 89. And this is an episode about peak performance. We're going to take a look at a lot of different ways that people set up for peak performance. And the first one is about football. Of course, we just had all the excitement with Tom Brady coming to town, playing his old team, the Patriots. I live in Massachusetts, so I'm a Patriots fan and I'm a Tom Brady fan. I like watching the Bucks play, so that was fun. An article I read that was pretty interesting about peak performance was about the quarterback, Josh Allen, of the Buffalo Bills. And this guy sounds like a pretty creative guy. He's very much focused on the mechanical part of his throwing. And of course, he has his own quarterback coach. And they really focus on very, very specific mechanical inefficiencies that him and his coach thinks think that he has. So I love this focus in on just the tiny, minute details and really focusing on that is a great lesson for peak performance. And one of the things that the Bills management really liked about Josh Allen was his ability to distill reams of information into essential shards. And I love that word shards too in this context. So taking all that info and focusing in on the shards that are essential. Allen says that there are two types of players in the NFL, those that figure it out and those that get figured out. So I guess just in terms of his, you know, being the best player he can, if he figures out how to get over his limitations and so he can be in peak state, uh, he's going to be in good shape. But otherwise, people will figure out his weaknesses. And that's another key skill that Coach Belichick has with the Patriots is that he's able to identify your weakness and really exploit it to the max. It seems like Belichick did a great job with slowing down Tom Brady. By every play, it seems like Belichick threw a different look at him, different defensive scheme. So he knows that the last thing you want to do is have Tom Brady get into flow and get into momentum, get into peak performance. I saw another clip. I'm not exactly sure who it was, but I think it was the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. And he was doing a a training in his living room. It was the weirdest training. He was bouncing on one foot on a therapy ball. And while he was doing that, he was having a friend throw playing cards in front of his face. And he had to yell off, you know, like what card it was, you know, queen of spades. And he'd had to do that while he was like looking forward. So he was training himself to be able to identify things, everything that's in his field of vision quickly to train for being a quarterback. So you can be pretty creative with how you prepare to be a peak performer. 
One secret to becoming more productive and being a peak performer is to find time to do nothing. Sometimes you have to rejuvenate in preparation. There is a lot of neuroscience research that confirms that we need mental breaks for cleanup work. You know, take a long shower, take a long walk, cook a big meal. The Italians call it dolce far niente, the sweetness of doing nothing. <laughs> that sounds great. So any activity that allows your mind to meander is good for peak performance and rejuvenation. Well, regardless of your politics, I don't get involved with politics on this podcast. So usually when I derive something from a politician, it's really just for the subject at hand, which is peak performance. So there was an article about President Biden and the person said that his presidency will be as transformational to the extent that he transforms himself. And I really think that's a great lesson for us in peak performance, that you're only going to be able to be as far as you can make yourself. I've been listening to the book, The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. And he has a great point in that about how it's not the world that's chaotic, it's you and your reaction to it. So you're, the, you're really the problem. You're the thing that needs to get fixed. There's a pianist and composer named Satoko Fuji, and she's pretty interesting. She was saying that when she composes music, she feels like the music is already there. She just didn't notice it. And I think that's a very unique way of, of describing it and changes your performance in the moment of composing because you're not trying to create something new. You're basically just trying to uncover it, dust it off. And I think that's a very interesting approach. She said in one of her master classes, Chick Corea came in because she went to Berkeley and he was saying that you have to practice making compositions just like you would practice your instrument. So it really gives a different viewpoint of composition, that it's not this magical thing. It's a practice that you can, that you can rehearse. Paul Blay is one of the professors, and I think at, I thought at New England Conservatory, but maybe at Berkeley too, but he's a piano uh, jazz player. And he says that you can't play like someone else. If you play like yourself, then we have a reason to buy your CD. So peak performance can also relate to being your very best, being your unique, authentic self and bringing about your gifts. And that really unlocks your performance level because nobody can top that. Nobody can be you better than you. There's an excellent book that I really need to get. It's called Two Beats Ahead. What Musical Minds Teach Us About Innovation by Panos Panay and R. Michael Hendricks. So it's saying how musicians are innovators and how they do it. He, they talk about David Bowie, Beyonce, Justin Timberlake, and they have a belief that musicians are great problem solvers and hold the key to innovation. Musicians collaborate with who first and not what. So in the musician's world, you need to have that person's skills that you're collaborating with. Nobody else will do. Musicians are very interested in that chemistry between people. They have that 
second sense of how important that is with a, with a tight band. And a great manager should control the conditions, not the people, to help unlock their talents. Focus on choosing the right conditions and then let those people do what they do. In this book, they have a chapter on reinvention. And with David Bowie, he never held on to a single identity. You know, we talk a lot about roles with Think Like a Musician. Having your set list, having your list of the roles that you play, the hats that you wear. And he wore many hats over the years. He was a folk singer. Then he was Ziggy Stardust, the rock star, an actor, pop star. Similar to like Madonna's career. She recreated herself many times. Or even Jesse the Body Ventura, the great WWF wrestler. He was a Navy SEAL and then a wrestler and a TV host, an author. Lady Gaga, someone who reinvents herself all the time. Metallica. So when you strip yourself down to the bare essentials, how can you use that as the source of the next you? That's what brilliant musicians do. Strip down to that core importance. Did you know that if you share deadlines with a colleague or friend, you're more apt to follow through because you don't want to disappoint someone else? Also, we often underestimate the time required for projects. So to be a peak performer with managing your projects, consider each stage of that project and allow for time for unforeseen circumstances. As you've probably heard, if you listen to this podcast, I have a seven stage system of project management. Any creative endeavor, whether you're planning a wedding or a party or writing a book, creating an online course, it goes through seven creative stages. The first stage is identify the spark. The second is the gathering stage, bring together all your resources. The third stage is the brainstorming stage where you're just gonna ask a million questions. The fourth stage is the structure stage. That's where you think in the brass tacks, the form of the piece. You know, if it's a book, how many chapters? Those kind of decisions. Then we have the action stage, which is when you roll up your sleeves and get to work. And then we have the refining stage, stage six. That's where you really make this project sparkle. And you close with the celebration stage when you finish it up. I can give a quick example of how I use this project management system for a drum book that I wrote. I'm a musician and I wrote a drum book for students. It's a uh, collection of technical studies for beginner drum player to advance in high school. And it's called Just What the Doctor Ordered. So if I go through the stages quickly, stage one, identify the spark. I, I wrote a composition called The Mad Scientist. And my students really liked it. Uh, they, they jumped right aboard, you know, the the, the drama of the piece, you know, a mad scientist, and they kind of liked that. So they were performing a piece of music with emotion instead of just the notes on the page. So then I said, well, what about this whole mad scientist thing? I really got into that. And I printed out pictures and posted them on the wall of mad scientists and all of their beakers and contraptions and simmering potions. And then I said, well, what if I had uh, that approach to creating these technical studies for my students? Because they all seem to have the similar technical problems. 
So then I just said, well, you know, I'll be a doctor in a mad scientist lab concocting the perfect antidote for their problems with drumming. So that was my spark. And then I started to gather all my resources, have, you know, Bride of Frankenstein pictures and all of that stuff. I watched the old 50s movies and got inspired and collected all different method books of drums that already are out there. And then I started to, to um, brainstorm, ask a lot of questions. Who is this drum book for? What do they need? Should it be just for the students or should it be a partnership with the teacher and the student? And I asked all those questions. Then I started to have the structure stage and I had a whole grid written out of, you know, what, what rudiments and what, what drum things I should cover and what should be the composition title. And I had these themes, you know, for the younger kids, it was all about baseball. <clears throat> and then for the middle school, it was about, you know, bugs and gross stuff and dung beetles and, uh, you know, just continue it on. So then I got into the um, action stage and I wrote like 65 compositions in two weeks. And the reason I was able to be so productive and in the zone was that I had all of the pre-work done in the right order. A lot of times we just jump right into the action stage with a project and then we get uh, creatively blocked. Well, we didn't do, we didn't lay that groundwork beforehand. That's why the sequence is so important with this project management system. And then the refining stage, I just took out the sticks and just kept playing the solos over and over and over and over again until there wasn't anything I could possibly do to make it more clear and more precise and just perfect. And then I celebrated and sent off my book for publication so that, that I could teach all of my minion snare drummers out there. So that's an example of how this creative project, my drum book, went through those seven stages. So as a gift to you, if you check out my website, thinklikeamusician.org and go to the resources page, I'm going to put a Think Like a Musician project management at a glance sheet. So this is a grid with room for, you know, uh, eight or 10 different projects that you have on your plate right now. And you can put a check mark on each one, which stage it's in and the, the due date for each one. So now at a glance, you can look at this sheet, put it up on your wall and you can see right in, at a glance, you know, this project here, I'm at the stage two. So I'm just gathering all the in information on it. This other one here, I'm at a stage six where I'm refining it. And now when you wanna do some work on your projects, you look at this grid and go, oh, well now I'm doing some brainstorming work. I'm asking a lot of questions about this one. Now I'm going to this other one here and I'm doing structure kind of work. I'm thinking about the, how many chapters this is gonna be for my, for my paper for school. So this is a great way to hit the ground running with all these different projects and you're not having to play catch up. You can start right into where you need to do. So it's an excellent tool for you to use. So I suggest you check it out and this will help you with your peak performance. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and make sure to subscribe until then. See you next time. Visit thinklikeamusician.org for more information on how we can help you and your team with peak performance, time management, and work-life balance. We offer coaching, trainings, and workshops 
that'll empower you to be joyful, productive, and fulfilled in all areas of life. Visit thinklikeamusician.org.